Welcome to the Healing Courageously podcast, where we engage in open, honest, and healthy conversations about everything from addiction, abuse, and recovery, to marriage, family, and spirituality. We hope you find this podcast helpful. Our goal is that you will find a new way of living as you look closer at yourself in these areas of your life, which will lead to a new and happier and healthier you. Now, here's your host, Randy Boyd. Well, greetings, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Healing Courageously. Well, last month was a pretty good month, wouldn't yeah, you say? We had a great had a great month last month. Yeah. We had some amazing March miracles yep, that were yep. shared by others that um, just we, really allows us to just see and open our eyes to miracles that are happening every day. Um, but when we don't really talk about them, um, it's hard for us to see them. So. It, it, yeah, and they're not. Oh, we had some simplistic ones, and we had some pretty, pretty heavy ones mm-hmm. on there. So, you know, miracles um, aren't always these huge burning bush things. Right. You no. know, they could be very simple things. So, but we're off to this month of April, which is National Child Abuse Month. It's a, a, a month that is very near and dear to our hearts, mm-hmm. not only to us but to our family. Yep. Um, to those that we've been journeying with, they know the importance of this month. And so this month, we're going to put our focus on child abuse. Child abuse. So, um, um, different kinds of abuse. Yeah. Um, what it is, some statistics, signs to look for, ways ways we can be of help. Um, yeah. So it's all going to come in this yeah, month. Yeah, we want to make sure that we're offering some hope and healing to those that are listening. Um I will say that if you uh, are listening to this podcast and something resonates with you, if you know of somebody who has either been abused or let's say you know of somebody who has had a child who has been abused, I would encourage you to share this podcast with them uh, for this whole month. Um, Direct them to our Healing Courageously podcast uh, because our hope here and our goal here is to just educate, um, bring awareness and, you know, help those that may have, they don't know where to go. They don't know that there's somebody that can help them. Right. Um, so that's our goal is to get to that. So and I think it's important for people to know also is that we're coming from, um, not a place of book knowledge. No. Although we have, I have my, my, my degrees, um, naturally, um, I, I love them. I love learning about this stuff, but we're coming from a place of, Unfortunately, but fortunately, some pretty difficult experiences, mm-hmm. especially in my own life, which carried over into our family for a period of time. Well, yeah, so, and that's what I want to I want to kind of say too is that you know when a person has been abused, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, sexual, um, that particular person is affected for their entire mm-hmm. life, but mm-hmm. a lot of their relationships are as well. And so, as a person from the family side of that um of abuse i can certainly share my experiences in in that as well because it does affect the entire mm-hmm. family so it's it, uh it's uh yeah it's a, it's a pretty devastating thing that happens to kids and you know one of the things that <clears throat> i've been able to do um, i actually came out of a 40-year career in construction mm-hmm. god called me out of that to work in this field um and, and i'll be honest with you it's not it's not a fun field to be a part of, but it's a very rewarding field to be a part of. Yeah. You know, 
Um, and one of the things that <clears throat> that I that I oh, that I've always said just because I said it, so I'm going to be the voice of the voiceless. I mean, because so many abused kids, they have no voice, mm -hmm. right? And so one thing you can hear from us is a lot of truth that you might not want to hear or might it's not like. Yeah, you hard truths. You might not yeah. like it, but somebody's got to start speaking these truths so these kids are going to continue continue to be abused throughout their life and mm -hmm. our society is just going to keep falling apart. Right. So in, in, in saying that with a speak, you know, um, I'm going to be the voice of the voiceless, right? I was reading uh, Proverbs 31, 8 and 9 the other night, and I just came across this. I wasn't searching for it. And it said that, does it speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves? Mm -hmm. For the rights of all who are destitute, speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. Mm, that's good. See? So it's like... <clears throat> A lot of people look at some of these people living on the street or somebody that's, that's a, you know, a problem child or, or whatever. It's like, hey, we have to look past that to find out what's going on, what's really going on with this. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of the homeless, that's what they choose to be. But I think a majority of them, there's some issues that they've just had the stuff because society doesn't want to hear it. Yeah. Like, nobody no. wants to hear it. So I'm going to share some things that are very hard to hear. Yeah. Um, we talk about speaking the truth. And so these, this is some of the information that we have gathered from uh, not only educating ourselves, but also experience. And a couple of things that really kind of hit me hard is a report of child abuse is made every 10 seconds in the United States. That's every 10 seconds. That's right. Right yeah. now right now right now that's about 10 seconds every pause every 10 seconds the other thing is five children die a day from child abuse we've got to do something about that that's that's five too many five too many i, I didn't put it in that report but in that report also saw that some um mental health workers or, or social workers feel that that is missed by at least 50%. You mm -hmm. probably increase that by 50%. And I think things, the reason that a lot of that stuff is missed is because people are not educated on it. So that's another thing. So there's also financial impacts of child abuse. The long-term financial impact of abuse and neglecting and neglect is staggering. For cases in 2015 alone, the estimated lifetime cost of lost worker productivity, healthcare cost, special special education cost, child welfare expenses, and the criminal justice expenses is over eight hundred and thirty thousand dollars per victim. Yep. That estimated U.S. economic burden of child maltreatment based on 2015 investigated incidents cases. There were 2,368,000 non-fatal and 1,670 fatal victims. That was two. That's outrageous. Two trillion dollars. Two trillion dollars is what goes out in child abuse cases. And, and just so they know, this is all from childhelp.com. And then that specific, uh, specific was from collegedata.com. Mm. Right. And along with that, Kathy, I want to put to you because we're talking about it now. It's that um, when we're talking about sexual abuse alone, right? Mm -hmm. Sexual abuse alone, according to Kostnoff, uh, according to Kostnoff and FASA, sexual abuse of children cost 
$94 billion annually. Mm. That's just for sexual abuse victims. The study cites direct costs such as hospitalizations, chronic health problems, and law enforcement. Indirect costs include included are juvenile delinquency, special education needs, and criminal behavior. Mm, that's you crazy. can find that on www.fosno.com forward slash societal cost dot php. So, you know, talking about this, we can go over all these statistics and what it costs and, and such um, as far as the financial impact that abuse has. But we really have to learn the early signs of abuse mm -hmm. in order to help those five mm -hmm. children to not die right. every day. Right. So, Randy, what are some of the what are some of the signs of abuse? Well, actually, we're going to do that next week. Signs of abuse. What is abuse? There you go. Thank what you. is abuse? What Sorry. Is, what, is what is abuse? What is, what is abuse? Okay. So it's a great question. What exactly is abuse? And, and overall, sexually, physically, emotionally, spiritually, this is it. Abuse of any type occurs when someone has power over another and uses that power to hurt a person. Okay. Physical means, physical abuse means that someone exercises physical power over another causing physical wounds sexual abuse means that someone exercises sexual power over another resulting in sexual wounds just as a note no child has is able to give consent to sexual abuse mm -hmm. so in no way can adults say well they wanted it that that's just some sick minds okay and then the spiritual abuse happens when a leader with spiritual authority uses that authority to coerce, control, or exploit a follower, thus causing spiritual wounds. And I'll probably go into that one a little in detail next week because out of all the, 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 the abuses that I went through, the, the spiritual abuse, the kind done by clergy or Christians and, and, and people right, is the hardest and still it has been, and I'm still working on it to, to, to get over, mm -hmm. honestly. But there's yeah. a couple, I want, we'll explain that next week when we get into some of the, some of the, um, some of the, the behavior. So, um, so when it comes to, um, when, it, when it comes to, well, here's another one that I, that's really important. Uh, that again, sexual abuse, it's what it is, what it is. Sexual abuse as outlined in penal code section 11165 is defined as penetration or external touching of a child's intimate parts, oral sex with a child, indecent exposure, using a child for prostitution, the manufacturing of child pornography, or any other sexual act performed in a child's presence for sexual gratification. Child sexual abuse also includes the willful failure. This is key, mom and dad, aunt and uncle, grandma and grandpa, because this is sub this this is subject to uh, penalty, right? Federal penalty. Child sexual abuse also includes the willful failure of a parent or caretaker to make reasonable efforts to stop child sexual abuse by another mm -hmm. person. That's yeah. That's... I mean that that is something that I think we all need to know, and that probably applies to all kinds of abuse. Right? Yeah, I think it would definitely. Um, work. What, why don't you, can you tell us, you know, like it talks about abuse of any power that occurs when someone has a power over another and uses the power to hurt. What would be an example of that? Could you share just to, so their listeners oh, have an idea of what that power looks like? Well, that power could be somebody like my stepfather, Jack, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
big man when I was a kid. Yeah. Right. And that power he has is the is the is the power of fear and the power of pain, where he would literally pin me on my bed and and, and beat me, beat the living crap out of me. Mm -hmm. That's and he's he's using his power as a stepfather, right? Not even a father, as a stepfather to to um justify him beating me in a way that he's basically me. creating fear within creating you fear within so you. that right. you're gonna right. you're gonna right. do whatever he says of you be, it, out of fear same thing with sexual abuse mm -hmm. uh, emotional abuse emotional abuse has got a whole nother you know it's like those are words th th those are words and you can't take back words right and even the spiritual abuse is the same thing just using that that power of fear that an adult a clergy somebody over you has to coerce you into right. doing something right and the crazy part is that this fear is something that unfortunately happens usually somebody close to home. And I know we're going to go through that at some point right, too right, in our, right. in our month. I think it's of, right, got it right here somewhere. Um, but one of the things that we want to make sure that, you know, that it's more of a instilling fear in a innocent child to have that power over them. So th th there's there's a couple of scriptures, I guess I'll, I'll say right now, why we're right here on this part. Okay. Colossians 3, 2, I believe it is. Um, Fathers or parents, do not provoke your ch children to anger in the way that you treat them. Right? Instead, bring them up in the way of the Lord, way and instructions of the Lord. Okay. And you can find the ways and instructions of the Lord in Deuteronomy 6, 4 and in uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 4. All right. The other one is, and this is the one that I'd be fearful of. We, we never hear these scriptures in church. We, I'm just going to say it. We don't. It needs to be talked about more. right? And the other one is Matthew 18, 6. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better to have a large millstone tied around their neck and be drowned in the depth of the sea. Mm, yeah. And what Jesus is saying there, you'd be better off dead than causing one of my little ones to stumble. And people think, well, you know, I'm not hurting them. Yeah, you are. Believe me, you are in ways that you you can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, we we have to be really careful. I I was taught to fear my stepfather and my and my mother. I was taught to literally fear God. Mm -hmm. I mean, in a bad way. I didn't want my kids to feel that. We didn't want our soul. No. I don't, I, and I didn't want Kathy to feel that. But there's a period of time where I would insert my my own pain into their pain. Mm -hmm. right? I want them to to do stuff. I want them to learn from the mistakes that they've made um, in a way that they're gonna respect me later down the line. Yeah. Believe me, mom and dad. I don't care what you say. Beating a kid. And some into submission and fear is going to pay. You're no. going to pay the consequences in the long run. No, and unfortunately, I, I mean, I grew up in a time where soap in the mouth yeah. and a belt <laughs> were used. And I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there that grew up <clears throat> thinking that that was the our parents' way of disciplining us. That's not discipline, though. But now, knowing what I know today, that is not discipline. That is a form of abuse 
And so I don't think yeah. I, I know I've never no. used a belt or soap. I probably threatened it because the, again, the reason I threatened it at some point in my life was because that's what was done to me. So I thought that right. was normal. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I say that because everything we do, even as adults are learned behavior yeah. from our parents. Right. And so in, in my home, a belt, if you talk back the belt or if you talk back, it was the soap for me. Um, I know now is abuse. And mm -hmm. so when I first learned and realized that through you, through our situation um, and learning about abuse, I realized that I can't be doing that. I have to break that chain. So just those things that we as parents grow up, do, we grow up learning, thinking that it's okay to do it to our children. We have to look at that again. And we, have, we need to reevaluate that because there are so well, many better ways of disciplining our children. Um, than using those forms of abuse. Punishment isn't isn't discipline, okay? Mm -hmm. Discipline's before the fact. Punishment's after the fact. Yeah. And you should never have to punish your children. Yeah. Okay, if you teach them the right ways and discipline them, right? And, and I, when I had the radio show, right, for a while and on, on all my podcast quite often, I put the challenge out there. You show me in the Bible where Jesus hit a kid, and, and I guess I'm going to have to do some backstepping, right? Well, what about the rod and the staff, Randy? Well, we don't have time to go into that right now, but everybody's got it wrong, right? Right? It's not to beat your kid with. That's not what they're saying at all. The rod is the, the, is the power of God. The rod is for protection. Mm -hmm. For guidance. For, for guide, direction. That, the, the staff is for, guide, for uh, direction and yeah. guidance. The rod of God is for protection of your children. Yeah. It's not to beat them with. It doesn't say that in the Bible. Show it to me in the New Testament. Yeah. Very specifically. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, so so we, we talked about what is abuse. Um, and we're going to go into more little, a few more categories this month. But what are some of the statistics of, of abuse? Um, we got. I'm going to look at something here. No, okay. I got, I got, I got, I got it. Sorry about that. So um, now this is, I want you to understand that my main focus in life has been sexual abuse, helping people. But in the realm of sexual abuse, there's physical, emotional, spiritual abuse, and they all kind of fall under the same category. Abuse. Right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> with abuse, a capital right? A. <laughs> so, um, you know, the one thing with, with physical abuse, um, I want to say is this. There, I'm going to say this real quick, and I'm going to move into this one because I don't want to monster around out of time. Well, here's something about abuse, period. Here's the, the tragedy of abuse teaches its victims lies about the character of God. And mm -hmm. that is so true because a lot of times we're being abused by people that are so-called Christians. Mm -hmm. And this is what God would do. And so they, they relate God in heaven, Father God in heaven, to what's happening to him here on earth, right? Yeah, that's okay? true. Uh, they've been saturated, right? We've been, as abused children, they've been saturated with evil lies, manipulation, humiliation, and rage, mm. all right? It doesn't all show up right away because we got to keep all this stuff in over time. Over time. Over, if you get help, it's different. But a lot of people don't get help. Physical abuse can occur, be terrifying and oppressive and damaging even when physical evidence is not present on the body mm -hmm. right so you might be physical abused and your body don't bruise or whatever um 
and it's going to cause a, a, a lot of a lot of pain and, and stuff like that. Okay, so statistically, so I right. think this is the part that just really hits me is hearing what these statistics are because I think the average person out there isn't aware of these statistics. No, they're not. There's a lot of people don't know what happens, right? Right. And and this this particular one right here, um, I believe I'm talking about the boys, but I got the I got the girls too. Is that um when you look at statistics for this and do your research, man, good luck. That's it's all I'm going to say. All uh, over the board. It's literally from one in thirty-five to one and one and two to one and whatever. There's no firm statistics. So, and the reason of that is that so much abuse goes unreported. Unreported. So, when you hear these numbers, just picture your family standing around. And it's, it's overwhelming to hear this, but so many of these go unreported. So what we have is basically the information, the only information that is available. Right, right. right. And uh, so, so so to start, the Lisa Project in 2010 put this out. One of four boys before the age of 18 will be sexually abused. Okay, so I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put a visual picture on this. One in four boys, your son plays baseball. <laughs> there are 12, let's say 12 kids on the team. One in four. That means three. That means three of those kids. Three are... of those 12 kids have been abused sexually or abused. will have been abused by the time they're 18. They sexually, may not be now sexually abused, sexually abused by the time they're 18. So when you look at a baseball team, think about that. And one of three girls. One in three girls. So you get a you get your little dance. You've got girls that are in dance, and there might be twelve of them up there dancing. Exactly. Look at those numbers, and when you look at that, that is overwhelming to think about. So if, if you want to go to some other statistics that I think are valuable to say right now is that uh, Jim Hopper, PhD, Sexual Abuse of Males, is a book he wrote in 1996. Mm. 1996. Mm. Quite okay? a few years ago. He's saying one in six boys. Mm -hmm. one and six Kathy and I can tell you that um it's probably close to one it's probably 50 50 straight across the board for boys, for, and, for girls. boys and girls absolutely but people just don't want to talk about it right um a study released in 2005 by Johnson et al found that 59 percent of their samples have been sexually abused and they were they were and, and these these uh their samples were in a San Antonio prison, mm -hmm. and they were trying to find the correlation between drug, uh, drug abuse and sexual abuse at a young age. Now, this didn't happen in prison. This is when they were kids. Right. So it was like one in 1.17. So it's like one in two, right? So they're the only ones that probably wanted to admit it. How many others didn't want to say nothing? But the right. thing that on this is that 59% of them had been sexually abused. Right. 100% yeah. of those victims, of those 59%, had reported some sort of drug use. Absolutely. So yeah. we wonder why we have a problem with drugs, right. alcohol, Pornography. mental health, pornography. pornography. Yeah, it's, it can go on and it, on and on. It, I think it's uh, 80 or 85% of uh, abuse victims have uh, struggled with depression or mental health issues, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. Uh, then out of, this, is the, this is the thing that Kathy said earlier that you really kind of kind of shake your head out less than 10 percent of all child sexual abuse is even reported to the police mm -hmm. 
less than 10%. So no wonder these numbers are <laughs> staggering and different and jumping all over the place. Well, and well, when it, when it, and actually the, uh, the, the statistics for uh, physical abuse are the same. I, I just looked them up the, or, earlier today. They're the same as sexual abuse. One in three boy, girls, one in four boys will be, will be physically abused before, you know, their age of 18. Yeah. You know, and, and Kathy, we talked earlier, you're going to be surprised at um, who some of the perpetrators are. 93% of juvenile sexual assault victims know their perpetrators. 93% know their perpetrator. 34.2% mm -hmm. of perpetrators are family members. Mm -hmm. What happened to me? Family members, fifty-eight point seven were acquaintances, and only seven percent were strangers to the victim. Mm -hmm. That's sad. That's what's happening in this this world. And I don't know what's happened since COVID because we know a lot more was going on inside, during the inside yeah. the homes we during COVID, trapped. right? When we were all trapped inside of there. That that statistic comes from Megan's Law and Crime Victim Center. Um, offender, offenders are overwhelmingly ma male, ranging from adolescents to elderly. That's the National um, uh, National Center for Victims of Crime. Can I just add on that, though? Yeah. That says offenders are over overwhelmingly male, but that doesn't mean that offenders are not female. No, there's, I think I have somewhere. There it is right here. Yeah. So an estimate, it is estimated that women are the abusers in about 14% of the cases reported. Again, that's the National Center for Victims of Crime. So while while overwhelmingly they are males, 14% of cases that reported the abuser was a but woman. How can a woman sexually abuse a man? That's just, that's natural, isn't it? No. No, it's not. When you. she's using that ah. power. And some, we'll hear this often, teachers in schools where they have sexual relations with a student that's using that power as a teacher to have that. And then these boys grow up thinking, oh, look at me. Ha ha. Ah. And dad gives so -and -so. Them a high, dad, dad's giving them a high five. Or not even the dad, the, their friends, their, their friends, peers. Right? Yeah. It's... Oh, Mrs. So-and-so, she's my lady. And... and then we wonder why, then we wonder why men have such a hard time with women as they get older. Yeah. Why they despise women. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, I've sat with several men. Yep. And that's what it is. Yeah. You know, they just made them so against women. This one kills me. This one will get you. An average serial child molester may have as many as 400 victims in his lifetime. That's the average. That's the average. And I'm thinking to myself, do I even know 400 people? I mean, when you think about that, that is ridiculous amount of people, uh, uh, 400 victims, that's 400 different individual little children out there that this crazy serial molester on average has. We also have, um, oh, this one's important to know too. Children mm -hmm. are most vulnerable mm -hmm. between the ages of eight and 12. That's through Megan's Law and Crime Victim Center. So eight to 12 is such a vulnerable age for these right. kids. They're, 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 they're learning how to trust. They're learning how to um, follow adults. And yet you've got these crazy men, women out there that know that these are those vulnerable ages. And those are the ones that they're preying on. You know, and then we have heard two stories in our groups that of, of people that were molesting babies, mm -hmm. you know, 18 months, one year, two years old. I mean, that's disgusting, but th that happens out there. So we have to be really careful whether it's physical, sexual, emotional, or spiritual abuse. 
mom, single moms, be very careful because you, your child is at the highest risk to be abused mm -hmm. than anybody. I mean, we all have that chance, but a single mom letting a, a boyfriend or a straight, you know, somebody in their house with their children and running to the store for an hour and, and leaving them with, I would do, I would not suggest that. Yeah. Right. So I think, you know, this is not to put fear out there. Well, it is, oh, it to, is, it to, is to put fear, fear out, out there, but it's healthy fear. Yes. This is not the fear of, this is not bad fear. This is healthy fear. This is awareness fear that is so, so important for all of us to have. And, you know, I, I mentioned about the uh, serial child molester, but I think what's really important to know is that nearly 70% of child sex offenders have between one and nine victims. At least 20% have 10 to 40 victims. So, and I know mine had was in that number, right? There. Yeah, that what that one to nine, right? Well, well one to nine that we know of. One to nine that we know of. Yeah. yeah. So these are just things that we need to be aware of as parents and as society to be able to just have that knowledge and and the awareness so that we can help not only our own family members, but if you have experienced or know of somebody who has gone through. Um, and experience any type of abuse, especially sexual abuse in this particular case, these numbers are staggering. And so I think the key to this is being aware, knowing what to look for, which we're going to get into next week, mm -hmm. but it's so important just to have knowledge, right? Have knowledge, just, you know, be, become a part of the solution. Don't bury your head in the sand. Don't push stuff underneath the carpet. See it, say something, yeah. right? So we, see we, it, say it. Yeah, see it, say we have to. I mean, it, it's hard because it's like, man, if I say it and it doesn't, it's the wrong thing. Hey, we had to call nine one one on a parent and at one of our church groups because what we, one of their children. And you know what? And I, it, the outcome was good for the child, but not so good for us. You know. And I mean, you know, and I think it goes to that whole thing. It's similar for a suicide prevention thing. If you have any doubt if there's any question in your mind right. that this is going on make that call i would much rather make that call and be wrong right than not make that call and know that i am not helping a child or a person that may have the rest of their life right damaged as a result of me thinking oh well i'm just not sure i'd rather be cautious right. and report it than i would to ignore it so here, here's an example that we we'll use on that right you see something going on and in your mind you're saying man that, that child looks like he might be being abused or that person's talking about suicide it's, they, they seem kind of serious should I call the police should I not call the police well I call the police and, you know as it was for us and that one incident what's going to happen I mean are people going to look down on me if it's not true and the same over here on suicide what if they don't kill themselves and I've called 911 out and they got the you know, they got their 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 uh, team out there to um let the professionals do their job <laughs> would I rather have somebody mad at me for doing that right or am I going to be able to live with myself yeah. or are you going to be able to live with yourself if you had that strong, strong intuition, you did nothing about it and that person killed herself. And you hesitated. Or that child got beat to death. Mm -hmm. Yeah, You've got to think that way. I mean, I, I, we're so, in a society where it's all around us. These right. statistics prove it. We have to be, we have to advocate for our children. 
here's something that, that to, to all parents, right? Or in, cousins, grandmas, uncles, whatever. This is from Judith Lewis Herman. She's a psychologist. Good, you know, she does a lot of good work. She talks to the uh, authentic self in my book. She mm -hmm. had part of that, right? And she says this, and this is important. Any touch or other behavior between the child and the adult that must be kept a secret will be considered abuse. Mm -hmm. You understand that? Yeah. You understand? Because it's like, you know, I couldn't say nothing that was going on. Don't don't tell your mom that, you know, that this is what our, our little secret. Well, if it's okay for you to be doing what you're doing to me, why can't I tell mom? Yeah. Why can't I tell grandma? Mm -hmm. Why can't I tell my brother? Mm -hmm. Right? Any if, if, if you got a child and people are telling them to keep a secret, even mom and dad, there's fun secrets, right? There's really no such thing as a good secret, but then there are some secrets are like, hey, Next weekend, uh, you know, we're Sally's birthday's next weekend, mm -hmm. right? Okay, Jennifer, and I'm telling you, it's her birthday next weekend, but you can't say nothing. We're going to take her to Disneyland. Right, right. right? So just keep that's, uh, you know, we're going to have fun. There's there, a healthy blah, blah. There's a healthy secret. And once we get there, then you can say something. Yeah. Right? Because there's, there's, there's an ending to that secret, yeah. right? That's a positive ending. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. So I think it's just, you know, just kicking off and starting off this this whole month. Um, this is not an easy thing to talk about, but it is so, so important. Um, do you have one more, yeah, you have one more thing you want you to know, share? Yeah, you know, and I debated this, but I when I do my presentations, I always conclude this. So this is another statistic, and this is really important. Most men who molest little boys are not, hear me, not gay. Mm -hmm. Only 21% of the child molesters that were studied who assault little boys were exclusively homosexual. Nearly 80% of the men who had molested little boys were heterosexual or bisexual. And most of these men were married and had, this is the sad part, married and had children mm -hmm. of their own. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the, I, believe me, I've said in plenty recovery centers with some pretty rough characters out of jail they have to be gay they got to be only a gay person how could they do that if they're not gay it's like dude they're not gay yeah right i, I can't yeah well, nobody you know so please you know don't put that title on every perpetrator that's out there some of them 21 percent are right yeah i think as we get ready to close this 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 week it's just more of bringing that awareness to you, um, letting you know what those statistics are. We will be getting into more of like who the perpetrators are later this month. Um, signs of abuse will be next week. We'll be able to share some signs of abuse that so you'll know what to look for. But we encourage you to really just, you know, have these open dialogues with your children. Um, it, it, it's just so, so important. It's, even though it's uncomfortable, it's so, it so important. But you got to... It's, it's like almost to me, I mean, I mean, there are a lot of uncomfortable things we have to talk about as adults and, and this is one of them, right. um, but you just don't know if, if, you know, I know our granddaughters, our oldest one, there was a situation that came up and because we are so open as a family about this, she's aware of it. And it's just, we haven't really, I don't think we've ever really sat down and had that conversation with any of the kids, the little ones, no. but because it's such an open dialogue in our family. They are very much aware. Our well, kids we are just, hide it. Yeah, we can't. Well, you know, they're too can't young. shelter it. They can't shelter it. They're too young to, to no. know. No, they're not. We talk as soon as our kids no, are not. age appropriate. That's the problem. 
um, I would say the kids were probably eight, nine years old is when we first started talking about your abuse. Right. And our kids grew up knowing that you had been abused. So it became very much a, a, a normal conversation. I think that's what we need to do. As uncomfortable as abuse is, we have to normalize it. Mm -hmm. The more it becomes normalized, the more we talk about it, the less I pray it will be happening mm -hmm. because our kids will, will know intuitively. They will be healthy. They will make those choices. They're going to speak up. They're going to speak their truth. They're going to have a voice. Well, and, and we have to admit that kids are going to make mistakes. Yeah. Right. And screaming at them, belittling them, hitting them. That's not going to make things better. It's just going to make them fear you and make things yeah, and fear you God. Have to open that up. And if that's what God's all about. I want nothing to do with it. But I've heard that comment from I can't tell you how many yeah. people. We just need to be have those open, honest conversations Absolutely. with our kids so that they feel safe that they can come to us in moments like that. And this. let them ask questions. Yeah, ask let them and, ask questions. Yeah. And if you can't answer it honestly, say, you know what, let me find out about that and we'll talk about it in mm -hmm. a couple of days. Yeah, so that's ah. good. So um again, tough subject. Yep. But a super, super important one. Yep. So we thank you guys all for listening today. Yep. Um, we look forward to bringing uh, the rest of this month and hopefully bringing some awareness and education to our listeners. Um, and because this is National Child Abuse Month, um, we want to make sure that we are getting people connected, people that are, you know, so if you are called to action this month, I know you hear this tag a friend, tag a friend, tag a friend. But if you know somebody who has been abused or, or has had somebody in their family that has been abused. Or it could feel be, they might have been abused. Or feel they might have been abused. Tag them. Tag them on our social media. There's posts that are going out every week on Instagram, on Change Your Life Story Now, also on Courageous Healers. Mm -hmm. Tag them in that post. Um, bring them to their bring them to the awareness that there is somebody and a, a an organization that is here to help them. And, you know, speaking of helping, we have a freebie this month. And yeah, this is one of our, right we're going bold here because God has just said, we can't, we can't ignore this. So our freebie this month, if you go to changeyourlifestorynow.com, there is a contact page. And if you go to that contact page, fill in your information, there's a box that you want to check. We will mail you, we will contact you to get your physical address, and we will mail you a copy of Randy's book, Healing the Wounded Child Within. It is a paperback book. It's not a download. It's You're going to have that physical paper. And I know there's still a lot of people that love those paper books. So go to changeyourlifestorynow.com, click on the contact page, fill in your information. We will contact you to get your address so that we can mail you a physical copy of Change your uh, healing the wounded child within. I'll even sign it, and it'll be personalized. Be personalized. Yes, and then our, our uh, final call to action is our Courageous Healers Foundation. This is our nonprofit foundation that helps these men, women, families um, heal through their traumas, heal through the scars of abuse, heal through marriage uh, difficulties, um, relationships, things of that nature. And that nonprofit is a nonprofit ran on solely donations. So your donation to the Courageous Healers Foundation is used to help those people that don't or can't afford the help that they need, that they so desire. So we have an opportunity where you can sign up for a monthly donation. 
Maybe you have a one-time donation. If you're not able to donate financially at this point, we ask that you prayerfully keep the Courageous Healers Foundation in your prayers so that we can continue to help and reach those that need it. Um, you can make your donation <clears throat> to CourageousHealers.org. Um, there's an opportunity for donations there. So please check that out. You'll find other information and other resources on both changeyourlifestorynow.com as well as the Courageous Healers Foundation. And make sure they do also visit changeyourlifestorynow.com. That's our life coaching page. Yep. Um, and we're we're looking in right now. We're going to likely make some really big changes. Yeah, we've got work. some things on the horizon yeah. that we are in prayer about right now as far as uh, how we can impact better no we can impact better and i the one note i will say is that um well first of all there's a healing the wounded child within in english and spanish mm -hmm. both available on amazon of course you can get healing the wounded child within it, that's another thing if you want the book in spanish if you when you fill out oh. the information please let me know that you want the book in spanish yeah. okay because it's both it's both english and spanish yeah. right but you also get them on amazon um the the, the english one uh, is available and audible kindle and on paperback and then we also have the seven day challenge and we also have um our 30 day devotion right. for wholeness now that being said i've been threatening to write another book <laughs> and been threatening <laughs> been threatening right because i want to i need to so i think we were finally coming down to it we had some help from somebody the other day that's going to help me lay out that book so i just had a a thought here so if you go to changeyourlifestorynow.com and you fill out that contact page, we're going to send you a book. Right. Maybe that book's for you. And maybe that book is something that you need to pass along to somebody right. else that needs to read right. that. Don't hesitate. That's what it's there for. We want to be able to encourage, bring hope, bring healing to anybody in need. So mm -hmm. please, please, please go to changeyourlifestorynow.com. Sign up on our contact page. We would really, really appreciate that. The more we can reach the more awareness and the more hope right. we bring to people. And also be sure to follow us on Spotify. Click the follow button. It just, it just takes one second to follow, follow us, right? Like us, share us, do all that. It doesn't cost you nothing to follow us, but yep. it does help. It does help us build our platform, build our platform. And that's what we're looking to do. So we can help more and more people. Yep. All right. I think that's it. Is that it, baby? That's it. All right. So remember, nobody tells you they love you today. Kathy does. No, I mean, God does. <laughs> Wait. Kathy does. Yeah, Kathy does. Randy does. More importantly, <laughs> God does. Be blessed, everybody. Have a great week. Love you all. This has been Healing Courageously with Randy Boyd. We will have a new episode every Monday. Please like us on iTunes or Google Play. If you would like to know more about the services available from Randy, please visit him at changeyourlifestorynow.com. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll see you next week. And remember, if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does. <laughs>